Top Plays Podcast. It is time for albums of the year. Um, been waiting for this episode for a while. We kind of want to do it justice because uh, it's one of the ones that's probably going to be longest just um, about a topic. So trying to do sports and this uh, in one episode is kind of daunting. So uh, we decided to do a separate episode that's just going to be albums of the year and I know the artists are way different. Um, I pretty much had mine finalized last week, but even tonight before we recorded, I'm still kind of working on it and getting a few things together. Um, so a picture is taken for the gram, which we posted tomorrow. This podcast uh, more than likely will be posted um, tomorrow afternoon at the absolute latest. Kind of like how I posted uh, last night's this morning. So it should be a fairly uh fairly new post uh on both sites um yeah so i i have uh i don't know if i should mention how many lists i have and then also the other thing i want to go over is i mentioned this way early is um and i'll do it this will be late is uh some anticipated albums uh coming in 2023 at least potentially you know we'll put it that way i i don't i don't i don't have all the intel i have some intel you know we'll see but uh, yeah, I got some potentials that I'm looking forward to maybe next year. I have no intel. I have not looked or heard <laughs> about or come across any info on next year at all. It's going to be weird when we do this episode because I had to like say to you, I was like, listen, I need you to get this list down because first off you can't include an album that came out last year and it can't be Limp Bizkit still sucks 10 times like that's not gonna work you know I know that you're very tempted to do that because you're still listening to still sucks you know 12 months later uh you love I did not even know that album existed until you made that joke about a month ago (laughs) you you love it it's still so good in your book but I was like listen man you gotta branch out it came out last year it did (laughs) I just Uh, thought I will say I thought the title was funny um, I've not mm-hmm. listened to it. I don't think I've heard one song from it, but I did uh, look when I was making a joke one time on one of our episodes, I did look up the titles of the songs and just to make, you know, my joke go. But uh, I've been looking forward to this one and I feel like I have a solid I, list down. So same. I mean, as listeners know, if they, if they hurt, if been like paying attention, I mean, I started working on my list I like November and I've been slowly whittling it down. So, but I don't have anything for like upcoming. I just haven't seen anything personally that I can think of for next year. So I had a decent amount contending, like some, some definitely some ones that, do you have? Do you want to have like? Do you want to mention any contenders like that didn't even come close to making? Or I don't say didn't come close because obviously they're contenders. They at least kind of had an outside chance. But albums you at least started writing down, and they're not an honorable mention. They're not on the actual list itself. But anything that was like, well, I'm, this one's kind of like in the running, but it just didn't have enough. Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, but I honestly, I. I had so, I mean, when I started my list with the whittling down, it was over 50 albums. <laughs> that is a lot. And then I, just, I did not have that many. Yeah, days. I just went from there. And I mean, I started whittling. I, 
lot, lots of those were cut quickly. Um, and then some oh, of them okay. weren't, but like wet leg for me, it didn't make it, but it was, um, Hey, Hey, just to interrupt real quick. And I'm sorry. Uh, it's audio issues yeah. related. You're cutting out really badly right now. Oh, okay. Oh, I bet I know what it is. Just because I, I didn't want to ruin your point, because it happened during the when you started doing your list. I think you said in November it cut out, and then, um, I right right when you're talking about wet leg just now. So sorry, just want right. to kind of get that out there real quick. Yeah, is yeah, it better now? Good. So what are you saying about wet leg? Okay, yeah, it must be because I had it on like the battery saver mode. Don't be saving those batteries. Don't anyway deserve your full battery attention. All right, so. Because I am going to list honorable mention. So these are things that were not even honorable mention. Uh, the Midnight's album, it was really good. Uh, Demont Kennedy's new album that I talked about quite a bit. Uh, some of Ryan Adams' albums, because he put out way too many this year. Uh, Wet Leg was very close to at least being an honorable mention. Um, so was Dashboard Confessional's new album. There's some really good songs on that album counterparts um there's a country guy named joshua headley and i i mean i could keep going zeal and ardor uh and some others but i should stop because i could keep going a lot but those were the ones that i came that i really those were the main ones that i really struggled with because i keep my i keep everything on my list i move them so i have a section of cuts as i cut them and then I have honorables after I've finished my top. Okay, here's my list. So then here are the honorables. So I've kept everything running. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Here, now I'm probably not going to nail all the t- album titles of these artists because I don't remember all of them. Yeah. Um, That's why I didn't try. <laughs> uh, I have uh, just some that were contending and it was close. They were just had to cut them. And these are ones that definitely were a contention for sure. Um, I had Earl Sweatshirt, Sick, uh, which, just a side note, it's coming out on vinyl for the first time in March. Uh, vinyl Me Please exclusive on, I think, a cream color, it looks like. Uh, so I will be ordering that when it comes March. Um, Mitski, uh, Laurel Hell, this is the name of that record. Uh, I really enjoyed it, but again, I just didn't have it to make it. Um, Comeback Kid, Heavy Steps, I love this record a lot. And it kept growing on me every time I listened to it, but I just couldn't put it on the list. Um, Charlie XCX Crash, really enjoy that record. But as a whole, there were, were songs I really enjoyed from that record versus the whole album itself. It was more of like I enjoyed a lot of like, say, five or six songs from it. Um, Vince Staples, Ramona Park, Broke My Heart. Uh, it's probably one of the best Vince Staples records uh, I don't own it on vinyl yet, but I do see where it's finally um, up on vinyl. Um, Oso Oso, Sore Thumb. Uh, I, I was just a record. It definitely isn't great the more I listen to it, but I really just like this record a lot. I just couldn't include it on my list because I uh, it just didn't meet the quality uh, for me, even though it's a record I really enjoy to listen to a lot this year. Um, Jid. Uh, and I believe it was the the Forever Story, and it was his first full length record, which actually just came on vinyl today. Uh, I got it in the mail coming back from Pennsylvania. Um, 
to a, I would even put list this one even to a degree. Armor for Sleep. Um, I, I really liked the record a lot, but it just again just didn't have enough to make it on there. And, yeah, um, I was borderline that one. It's in my list of cuts, but I just I didn't want to keep going. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the other ones I had two two others. Um, Cheat Codes. It was the album by Danger Mouse and Black Thought. And that one I really liked because it had a really nice, like, old-school kind of rap um, feel to it. And, of course, um, Fall's Life is Yours. I really – I liked the record. There are things I really liked about it. But, again, I just – you know, I go by strength purposes, and I just didn't feel like they – all those albums met the quality uh, to, to make my final list. But I think all those are really good albums. And if you want to hit the 15-second back a couple times, I would suggest – any and all of those records, uh, at least to give them a shot. Yeah, and same for me on those that I mentioned. You know, like they are, they were really good albums. That's why I struggled with cutting them out. Uh, so I didn't realize how many full length albums I listened to, like mo- like more than once this year. Uh, but. I, until I started working on this list. There was a lot. Um, before we start diving in, uh, I you this may be a, a curveball for you because I don't know if you remember me asking you this a few days ago, but do you have an album that you were anticipating that was a letdown this year that like was just that did not live up to your hope? Oh, yes, you did ask me that question. Um, man, um... I mean, it's okay if to, not. To a degree, to a degree. And I, again, I I, t- I mentioned this. Uh, it's not posted yet. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to doing the other songs. Uh, album. I mean, playlists that we're doing are like our favorite songs from the year. But I mentioned on that episode, um, Palisa. When I first heard the first two songs, uh, Rotten being like a B-side for that record. And then... Um, Try to think of the other song that I really, really enjoyed. Alive uh, from from that record is a record I highly anticipated at that point. And although I I didn't mind it, I I, I still want to go back and listen to it. But uh, it was a little bit of a letdown because I had such high expectation after hearing those first two singles. I was like, holy cow, this is going to be a heavy hitter. And it was good. It just wasn't something I was like, oh wow, um, about this year. Um, trying to see i'm even going through my like my 2022 playlist uh of just something that maybe came out that i was like oh yeah you know i I really like this song from it or i've heard that um i would say those two for sure uh i would another one that comes to mind is banks uh when i first heard uh holding back the first single where it kind of had like that almost soul sample like kanye west style um sound to it i was like oh damn i'm on this ride for sure and i i didn't mind the record Uh, i thought it was pretty decent but i wasn't like blown away by it but then again the same thing happened with three when it came out and i love three now like i really got into it much later so those are both two records that um i would say i was really looking forward to this year that didn't quite meet my expectations when I heard the first couple singles from them. Like I was like really high on them and it was kind of like, eh, it's okay. Um, 
I would say a record that is not on this list, but could be the opposite of that um, would be Metric because Metric wasn't on my radar at all as a new album release, but I actually, I feel like that one could be like, I listened to it more and more say into 2023. And then I look back like, man, that should have been on my list or something. Cause I really did enjoy, uh, I think it's Formentenza. I'm probably butchering the name. So I, I it's the newest uh, uh, metric record that came out in 2022, but I, that was one I really enjoyed a lot uh, more like that. I wasn't expecting. And then mm-hmm. I would say um, to another degree, one that could I look I could look back on in 2023 and think how did this not make it would be King's Kaleidoscope because I really do like King's Kaleidoscope a lot and I actually forgot the record released until you told me a week later like I knew it was coming out because I have I get text alerts and everything from them because I'm on their um, merch list and everything but I just completely forgot to listen to it the week it came out and then you told me like the next Saturday. So it had been out for like a week and a day. And I was like, oh yeah, I haven't listened to that record at all. But I really liked it. It's very short. I think it's like 30 some minutes, like closer to like 33. Um, But I really enjoyed that record a lot. And I could see that being one that has a a bigger impact, even more so than Metric, uh, you know, going forward. So those are two records that didn't make lists and maybe two records that uh, didn't live up to my expectations when I first heard them. What about you? So when I asked you the question, it was because I was working on my list and I was cutting stuff out, you know, like I was saying I do. And so one album that I came to mind that I had really had high hopes for, and it's not a bad record by any means. It has some songs I really like on it, and it's even grown on me over time. But my immediate my immediate expectations were definitely not met. And that is Beatopia by Viva Doobie. I I mean, I talked about that album coming out so much. You were hyped off that EP. It made your list last year as a four song EP. It made your best. Yeah. Cause it, yeah. And I never do EPs. I don't have any EPs, not even honorable mentions this year. Cause I just, I try to keep it albums, but literally that song, that album, or that EP to me was like perfect. And I really liked fake it flowers a lot. So I was really looking forward to this album and it's not even, it's not that it's a bad album, but it's a little more. It's slow for sure. There's more, it, there's definitely more slow and it's a little more kind of filler to me compared to what she's done in the, in the past. Like, I don't know. I just, it's almost like maybe she came out with a new album too soon. In just my opinion, I hate talking like, cause I love her music so much, but it's not a bad album and it has grown on me more. So like certain songs that I've sat with longer, but overall I'm just, it just seems like so much less than what she has brought to the table with fake it flowers and uh, the, the last EP that she did, which the name of our, our extended play. I really liked fake it flowers a lot. That was a record that I found late. Um, I think that came out in 2020. I think so too. Cause I think it was 2021. And, you told me about it. 
Yeah, I found it like it was like when I was going back to look at your lists, like in January, I, I found it and I was like, oh, I really like this 90s alternative kind of sound. And she, for me, she, I don't mind her other stuff as, but I really like that kind of sound that she has. And then she went more of like to a, like a bedroom, like acoustic. It honestly was not a record. And I, I still need to go back to it more and revisit it, but it did put me to sleep to a degree. It was very, it felt very one, like, like blase and kind of one note for me personally. And I wasn't super excited about it, to be honest. So it's kind of well, bed bedroom is kind of where she started because it was just a lot of demos stuff that were, that got enough steam that people really liked. And uh, then like obviously fake it flowers. And then like, to me, again, our, our extended play is just four great songs and it still had that nineties feel. And yeah, so this one is just, it's overall a little bit softer, a little just more kind of like boring in a way. Because I don't mind bedroom. No, I, I don't mind you recording your bedroom. It's just but, it's just lacking to me. It yeah, was, I can't even really describe it. It was just very lacking what she had put, brought out before, um, personally to me. So aside from a few, like like I said, it's some songs as a whole, but as an album. I was definitely that was, it did not meet my expectations. And uh, b- before we jump in, well, I mean, I'm sorry. Is there any other records? I don't want to like leave this topic yet, but is there any other records or anything that did that for you other than uh, the B- Biba Doobie record? Mm, that was probably the main one. I was definitely excited about Armor for Sleep, and it wasn't like amazing, but it was also their first album back in a long time, and it was still good. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah. I, I think it was. I think that's how it, it was good, but I just could, I can't put like in like best of you know twenty twenty or I'm sorry twenty twenty two. Right. Yeah. I kind of had thought Demont Kennedy would make my top ten, and it didn't. If it had come out earlier, maybe it would have. But a lot of it, like he has a certain sound, and even though like not every song sounds the same, it's definitely a, a such a similar vibe. That after a little bit, it's like okay, I've heard this. Uh, so I think if I had sat with that album longer, it may would it might would have made my top ten. Uh, but I, so I can't really say it didn't meet my expectations. Uh, but I can say it's a little lower than um, what it could have been if it if I'd had more time with it. Um, I, I want to do one more thing if it's cool. I just, I was going to say this to the end, but I. I I can go through it like relatively quick. Um, just a few potential 2023 releases to kind of like maybe I'm looking forward to. And they may or may not release. Uh, I kind of do this every year. Um, I kind of look at what has released. I know of some things that are coming out, some things that, you know, may come out. And then these are just kind of some swings as well um, that, you know, we could possibly see as a, as a record in 2023. So, uh, the first one I'll mention is because I'm afraid I'm going to forget it because I don't have it on this list and it popped in my head is uh, Jamie XX from uh, the XX. <laughs> uh, he does, he hasn't put a, an album out since um, in color. I think is the name of that record. I love that record so much. And uh, he released, I think two new songs this year. And I, I feel like that I've heard or read somewhere that something's coming, but I, I can't say for sure. And it's not on my list here. And I just, it just kind of popped into my mind. Um, so I, I would love to hear another full length from him. Uh, I know a new one's coming from Paramore. 
I think it comes out in February. So I'm kind of, I, I've kind of, I, I, you know me, I'm not like a big singles person. I will listen to them, but I, I try to wait till the album comes out to really dive into it and really um, analyze it. Uh, I've heard Daughter is releasing a new record next year, and I love Daughter so much. They're like one of my favorite bands. Um, so I'm really looking for it's like the perfect sad music. It's like the national, but like sadder. <laughs> um, let's see. I know Ali and AJ is doing a new record, so I'm I'm definitely down for that. I'm in. Uh, it, I really um, like the touch of the beat a lot. It's a record that I wish I would have included higher. Um, and looking back, I think that there was like three, two definitely great releases, probably a third, you know, potential another great release. And I would put that one like at maybe number four from last year, and I didn't include it on my list. Um, it's just one I missed. Um, I be- speaking of uh, the National, how I mentioned them a couple of bands ago, I think the National could release a new, new album next year. It's been a few years since they released one. They had a new song with Bon Iver um, in the fall time. So they might be working on something. I've, they've kind of been kind of low-key and whatnot. And um, I'm in the Cherry Cheek Club, and they mentioned um, news coming out in 2023. So I'm thinking a new record there. Um, Phoebe Bridgers, you know? I know she's been very, very busy. Uh, she's really riding the Punisher wave, which is just a, a, an awesome album. Uh, Punisher will be two years old in, uh, well, no, I'm sorry, three years old, rather, in 2023. And I would say maybe by the fall time, we get a new Phoebe Bridgers record. Um, would love that. Yeah, I'd be for that. For Yeah, I, I definitely think that could happen. Um, again, another thing that I'm a part of, um, online is, J- uh, Jovan, which is the lead singer from, from Indian Lakes. Uh, and, uh, he has said new from Indian Lakes music is coming. So I don't know if that'll be a full length or like an EP. Um, but you know, any new music from them or from Jovan, I'm just super excited for, uh, Childish Gambino. We haven't, we haven't heard from him in a hot minute and he's supposed to have at least, uh, as far as I know, one last Childish Gambino record. So I feel like that, you know, he is working on Mr. And Mrs. Smith for Amazon right now. Atlanta's finished up. He has a few other projects he's working on, but I've heard nothing on the music front. It's been very, very quiet. Uh, I think 2020 was the last time he released something. So it'll be three years really early. Yeah. Has he done anything so. since This is America? No, he did that one, uh, the album is all white, and it has a, a date as the album release. I think it's 3-19-20. Yes. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And he was, so, he, he just performed with Billie Eilish. Yeah, so, I mean, he, I mean, that's going to be, again, three years. Usually, uh, I mean, some artists, like, can go longer, but usually three years is, like, the max between releases. And, like I said, it's been, it's been a hot minute since I've heard anything from him. So, uh, I think Charles Gambino. Uh, just kind of looking over my list. I know Megan D is going to do something, so I'm, you know, I'm down to check that out for sure. Uh, City and Color released a new song uh, within the last month. I love City and Color. Dallas Green is one of my favorite vocalists of all time, so uh, I would, I'm always, always up for a new project, a new, uh, a new album or new project from him. Um, speaking of Billie Eilish, I think we could get a new Billie Eilish record. Uh, it was we talked last year that that album was kind of looked over. It felt like. Um, happiness. I think I just like that album. I liked it a lot more than most people, I think. And I still stand by that. 
And I think uh, from my memory, she did like an acoustic-ish, like slower songs EP. I want to say there's like three songs. And I could definitely see more, you know, it'll be two years uh, this coming year. So I could definitely see something in like summer to probably late fall, something somewhere in that range. Uh, as far as like a new record, wouldn't surprise me. Um, Touche Amore has been uh, kind of quiet since Lamette came out. Um, they're still doing shows. I really am kind of bummed I didn't get to see them last month before uh, the Thanksgiving. They're playing Pittsburgh the week of, and man, I would love to see them at least live once because it's never happened yet. Uh, Empty is recording new music, and it's supposed their to be their last back. album was a letdown. Yeah, and the the newer one from what they've Ugh. said is supposed to go back to like that first record kind of sound and I'm I'm looking forward to that. And then uh I'm I'm going with these these I'll next uh uh name three more artists that I think actually have potential to release something and then three that are probably more on the hopeful side. Um Jolene Baker. It will have been two years uh since Little Oblivions came out. And I could, and I could forever since we got that single with the comic book that we pre-ordered yeah, with the uh, Sharon Venn, and it's. I feel like it's been a. It's she's been very quiet lately, like super quiet, dude. Other than like we, her ten, twelve days of Christmas things that she's done, she's been like super low key. So yeah, she has. I feel like she could be in in yeah. the uh, in the studio working on something. So, and, no, so I think maybe that one I would imagine if she was going to do something would probably be a late um 23 uh 2023 um release like i don't see it being early um best case scenario maybe summer i just i just want to know when we're getting this comic book and single yeah i haven't heard anything about it like i really actually probably need to look it up and kind of just see if there's an update on it um i checked on it a few months like two or three months ago and there was nothing yet on it and it's ridiculous it's her and thank god it wasn't a lot of money i think it was her and what sharon van etten is that right Yeah. yeah Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, Jay, yeah. Uh, Japanese breakfast. I wrote Jay Brecky down because that's what she goes by. But Japanese breakfast, uh, riding the uh, like the wave of um, Jesus, my mind went blank right now. Her last record that was uh, released last year. It just it's done so well. Uh, she put out a memoir. She's doing a movie. She did the the soundtrack for Sable. She just had a year last year. Like, good lord, she had just herself a solid year. She went she went Zay Jones on twenty twenty two, sorry twenty twenty one, for a sports reference that Zay Jones just exploded this weekend for three touchdowns, and she just dominated twenty twenty one. I felt like um, in a big way. So I think she's working on the screenplay and the soundtrack uh, for the movie adaptation of her memoir. So I don't know if it'd be more of like a soundtrack kind of deal, kind of she did with Sable with some songs, maybe a lot of instrumentals, or she would actually do another full Japanese breakfast record, but I'm, I'm here for it if she does it. And another person I think that could release something been kind of quiet lately is Halsey. I felt like the, we really liked the last release a lot, and I felt like it wasn't as well received by, say, popular radio, call it, or mainstream radio, top 40, wherever you want to go. It was on a lot of lists, though. It was on a lot of yeah. like year-end lists and all. I don't know if they care as much about radio as they used to. I don't, and, yeah, and I don't know what it. That did would just seem kind of on Billboard. It seemed kind of overlooked. So I feel like that she could just come out a new, pro- like with a new project, and I could see it going um, 
like the other way basically i, I don't see it being like the same kind of sounds maybe like going back to more of like a uh, popular sound okay and then my next three are just kind of like home like the, the yeah, hopefuls but I, I still think there there could be a chance uh first one is probably not likely at all um alabama shakes it's been so long since we've heard anything from them i love uh both boys and girls i don't think they're a band anymore i don't think they just haven't come out and said it but i think she's now a solo artist I don't know. I, I haven't. I haven't read anything where they, they've broken up. I, I think it's very likely because uh, I think the drummer got in some legal trouble. Now you could always replace the drummer. Yeah. Like like I don't think they've come out and said it, but I think yeah. in all accounts, I think she's just a Brittany Howard's just a solo artist. I mean, what it's those were two really solid records, and Sound and Color is one of just like it's it's. Uh, I mean, as far as like production quality, it's like one of the all time greats I've I've heard personally. But uh, it's a bummer if they just don't release something at some point, but. I put them on here, even though it's very, very unlikely. Um, I know they're doing. I know they're doing some shows next year. Radiohead. I'm on the list. You know, it's been. Oh man, I think 2015 was their last time they released something. So we're looking at eight years coming up. Um, a moon-shaped pool or pond. Yeah, that yeah, was the last pool. That was that was. I'm pretty. That was the last one. That was like when I lived in LA. So, I mean, I know they're headlining a couple of festivals next year. So. Maybe a new release is in the pipes. And then the other one, and supposedly from his songs and everything, it's been done for a while. Who knows if he's ever going to release it. Um, there was some uh, some noise this week because he repressed, repressed Blonde. Also, he has not released an album since 2015, Frank Ocean. Uh, dude, come on, eight years. <laughs> Give us something else. You gave us Channel Orange, which is just really, really solid. You gave us Blonde, which is one of my personal favorites of the last decade. And uh, I really want to hear some new music. I've, I've really liked the singles he was released. Um, supposedly he was going to headline Coachella in 2020. And then when, you know, the pandemic happened, that got scratched and, and or scrapped rather. And he was going to release a record around the same time. And, you know, that's you know, going on three years. So you're going to release it. You're not going to release it. Going to give us any new music, any new songs. Come on, Frank Ocean. We want more use it all right so we should around this time next year listen back to this and see how many of your predictions actually uh turned into music i always make a tweet about it so i'll tweet this and um i just hope i don't forget jamie xx but uh, i'll make a tweet about it and we'll see we'll see how many those are all potentials i think that could release and usually about at least two out of three at least 66%. So, or higher. I've done higher on some years. So, we'll see how it goes. Um, I felt like I've talked way too much because of this little thing here. But I, um, I know you probably want to give your honorable mentions. I'm going to probably save my honorable mentions because I only have six records that made my actual list. And I, I'm not going to talk long about my honorable mentions, but I can kind of go between uh, the records on your list with my honorables. So since I went first on the songs, which, you know, hasn't posted yet, but you'll hear me first, I will let you go here on albums and I'll let you start. If you want to do your honorable mentions, if you want to discuss them, um, we'll, we'll start with like, I don't know if you want to go over all of them or what you want to do. Uh, how many are on your honorable mention list? More than I'm going to say, but I'm not going to say much other okay. than just um, what they are and why maybe I liked them. 
Uh, so, yeah, honorable mentions for me, Under Oath Voyeurist. This album doesn't get enough love. Uh, I think the only thing that kept this album from being on my top 10 is because I keep comparing it to the digital ghost release, which was the like the live version of it live. Yeah. The live version of it that they did online. And it just sounds so much fuller than the studio recording. The studio recording is not bad, but it just does not hit like that. That recording does. So I compare it to that. And so that's the only, otherwise it very likely could have made my top 10. Very good album. Camp. I agree. I thought that um, was that was one that I wasn't expecting to like, and I liked it way more than I thought I would. The Underthrow. Yeah, it's good. Uh, then Camp, C-A-A-M-P. It's a very just feel-good album. It's pretty chill, kind of Americana folky. I had not listened to them before. I've heard of them for a while, and they came out with Lavender Days, and so I listened to it, and oh my goodness, I fell in love with this album. It came extremely close to being in my top 10, and there are several songs on it I like. Um, but it didn't make it, but it's very, very good. Alexis uh, on Fire, Otherness, also almost made my top 10. That I, I thought it would be, I would enjoy the album, but it was so much better than I even expected. John Moreland, Birds in the Ceiling. The only reason it's not in my top 10 is because, my goodness. It's a letdown. It's such a chill album. Kind of like the, what I said about DeMont Kennedy. After a little while, I'm like, all right, John, Pick your words up, John. are, it's like your words are incredible, but the sound, the songs started to sound a little bit the same, it, but still incredible album. Uh, Burt Hold City, When Words Are Not Enough, small punk band I had not heard of before. I say small, somewhat small. Uh, punk bangers. Uh, then there's Valley Heart, Heal My Head, great album. Taylor Swift, Midnights, every time I listen to that album, I like it more. Um, Mars Volta, self-titled, uh, blew me away. Uh, Ryan that's Adams, a, Romeo. That's a surprising uh, 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 scratch from your list. I mean, it's really, really good, but I didn't find myself going back to it as much as some of the others. But it's a great album. I, uh, Ryan Adams, Romeo and Juliet. Ryan Adams put out way too much music this year like four albums and he's also got a live it's a live recording of uh, Bruce Springsteen's Nebraska dropping at any time uh but Romeo and Juliet stuck out more than any other to me that album's really good Pool Kids self-titled everybody go listen to Pool Kids if you have not they're incredible The Weeknd Don FM Soccer Mommy Sometimes Forever both of those are great albums but they just ultimately I just didn't go to them as much don fm the concept was so cool that i wonder if i got too like in my head about the concept and to the point that i just didn't care enough about the music um but it's still these are all great albums that if you ask me in a week i might would end up moving something to put them on my top 10 but yeah those are my honorable all right so you have 10 records on your list, am I correct? Correct. Okay. So I have, um, and we've kind of communicated, because like I said, I kind of finalized everything tonight, even though I know how most of it was going to shape up. Uh, I have four honorable mentions of kind of like how you just did yours, but since, you know, I don't want to have to do like 
go to through two albums and then one so just it's so much easier i'll just be very brief my honorable mentions but i'll let you go with your number 10 record for you uh from this year okay uh, i don't have them in that kind of order but it doesn't matter i can do that oh uh, okay i can that, no 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 you don't, it doesn't have to be ranked uh however order you want to give them or go with, i'm just gonna give because i here's how i did mine i have three categories i have honorable mention I have favorites, which I albums I really really liked, and then I have the best, which is kind of like uh, like Turnstile and Snail Mail for, were from Eve last year, kind of something like that. Yeah, and I kind of have that in my head for okay. like two or three, but only like two or three. So I'll just say like um, so, just to throw one out there, um, Gang of Youths, Angel in Real Time. I took this off my list. I put it back on my list. I took it off my list. I put it back on my list, like back and forth, back and forth. I really like this band. And I just kept coming back to like, oh, wait. Yeah, that song too. And oh, that song too, to where, where I realized it's like, while not every track is what you might would consider a single, every track I want to listen to, like, I don't know that I skip anything on this. And I just kept... Like when I was going through and like trying to really like narrow down my list, I kept finding myself coming back to it. So ultimately it stays on the list. They, they're really, really good. I fell in love with them with their last release um, a few years back. But like this album is kind of like a Bruce Springsteen feel with a little bit not a lot more, but a little bit more of a punk attitude. They're out of Australia. This album also, I don't know if they call it a concept album, but it, in a lot of ways it is because it very much is about their family. It's extremely personal. It's a lot about talking about their dad and like family and disconnected or learning that they have family much later in life that they didn't know exist. And it's catchy again it, like i said it's kind of got that bruce springsteen like blue collar feel i just i love i just love this album and like i said i kept coming back to it where it's like a song would come on i'm like nope i'm not skipping that one. Oh, oh, i forgot about that one you gotta listen to it. not skipping it so angel in real time it was one i was very excited about to begin with and it definitely lived up to the hype for me. So, yeah, Gang of Youths, Angel in Real Time, great just kind of rock, like classic rock and roll sound. The uh, first one I have on my list is, again, I don't, I don't rate mine either. Um, I don't, like, rank them 1 to 10. I, it's so tough sometimes. Uh, so just probably my my least of the adventures i guess if i had to but it's still kind of they're all kind of in the same kind of category for me so for me it was uh, soul glow uh diaspora problems and i just really like this record uh we discussed it in other episodes and future episodes that we'll air as well that we're you know in the middle of that uh it, it has like that showbread kind of like very raw rock um chaotic punk kind of like meets rage against the machine it's it's very as far as like just like the uh political aspect and uh kind of like the fast singing and whatnot i think it's like turned up to 
eight or ten because it's it's just incredible like i could never sing one of these songs because it's so he's so fast on the songs but um i just really liked this record a lot uh it was a record that uh, I, I want to mention you because I, th- I figured you would like it because there are things that remind, me of, that remind me about Turnstile in a way because um, it had like that old school kind of punk sound and things that kind of remind me of Showbread. It was chaotic. It was just produced very, very well uh, as far as like the sound quality and everything. But I mean, it never was, it never had a chance to be number one, but it was definitely a record I really liked. I kept coming back to and there's, I feel like there's a lot of meat on this bone uh, would be the best way to describe this album that you really have to like dive into it and like for the lyrical content as well because you're not going to pick it up just by listening to it um so it'd be one of those records i feel like there's a lot there you definitely got to give it some attention and some love and some some ear time uh to really get the uh the full grasp of the project yeah for sure. So, well, with that said, let me go ahead and say the next in my top 10 is Soul Glow, <laughs> DS4 Problems. I mean, it just makes sense. Let's just go with it. It's a yeah. great album. And one of the reasons it's on my list is it's not your average sound. It is a band of what looks like hip-hop artists more so. And they're very much influenced by that. But then, yes, they're very, most of the songs are very fast, very like spastic punk, a lot like old school showbread and the vocals. But then the content is a lot more like political, really raw about like a a lifestyle of urban and being black that obviously I had no clue what that's like. And it's all really good. So I like what kind of like what they seem to stand for. I like their sound. It's not for everybody, regardless of the content, that sound is not for everybody Yeah, because it is harsh, but it's so good. And it is, even when you may not be sure what it, like what the lyrics are because of that style vocal and being so fast, it still has like catchy hooks in the rhythm. It gets you pumped too. Like it's oh yeah. It, I like how you just mentioned earlier. You said this sounds like nothing else, and I know I compare them to Showbread a lot because just like the early Showbread stuff, and, and like I'll compare them to like some punk sounding bands. But really, you nailed it. There literally is no band. There's no record that sounds like this. Like they they are completely unique. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, the best way I could describe it. If I wasn't using another band to compare them to is it's just like spastic punk is the best way I could describe it. Uh, So it's so fast and it's so fast, (laughs) but yeah, I just, I, I like what they, I like how I feel like I'm being educated when I'm paying attention to the content and also like, yeah, it's just going to get me so hyped. And I like this style music already. So for all of those elements to be together, I I really, really enjoyed it. I was so glad I got to see them at Furnace Fest. It would be like, this would be like a record that, and it's funny that you mentioned it. It's like, you're getting ready to go to Furnace Fest 2023. And you're already excited about like going for the day because of the whole experience, not 
you know, maybe even to the bands as well, but you're like, you're just excited for the overall experience and you're getting ready to go to like Friday or no, you're going to go to Saturday because it's in two days this week or this year. Uh, so you're going to ready to go to Saturday. You're going to have like a day full of bands and then, you know, you have your breakfast in the morning, you're drinking your coffee and then you put this record on that just is going to get you amped for furnace test. That's exactly what this record would. 100%. Um, the next record on my honorable mention is a record that I put on here. Be- not the, in so much that I think it's great by any means. It's definitely not even probably in there. The band's top four, I would say. It's probably even lower than that, to be honest. Like I, I don't have all their albums ranked or anything. But it's a record I liked a lot. I'm going to revisit a lot. And I thought it had more merit than, let's say, Oso Oso, which I really, it was an album I really liked. But um, I, I just thought this one was like better crafted. And the album is Death Cab for Cutie, Asphalt Meadows. Um, I really like the record. It's not super special. It's, you know, it's definitely a Death Cab record. Uh, it has some really nice hooks. Uh, it seems, I really like Thank You for Today. Uh, which was their last release. I, I like that a lot. Like, I don't know how anyone else felt about it, but I really enjoyed it. Um, and this, I felt like, kind of continues that. It seems like they um, have more of a grip now on, say, how they want to write songs because uh, Chris left the band prior to Thank You For Today. So that was like a complete new kind of uh, turn for the band. Uh, as far as songwriting and he did a lot of the production work as well in the studio. So um, I felt like this is like, okay, we're now in the studio again, obviously we're working with the producer and everything, but you're kind of like, okay, we're doing this, this time. And it felt like a little more, even though I loved, and, and I would still rate uh, thank you for today better than this record. I felt like it felt like a, a stronger album, just kind of first listen, uh, comparing those two. But um, yeah, I don't really have a lot to say about it. it's a death cab record. And I enjoyed it a lot. And I'm going to revisit this record continually because I like Death Cab. So, and I'm super stoked. I do want to mention this. Uh, it is related. I got a ticket to go see Death Cab for Cutie and the Postal Service. It's the 20 year anniversary of Translanicism and Give Up. I'm so jealous. I cannot wait. I didn't get the date I wanted to see, which is um, the Thursday at uh, Meriwether Post Pavilion, but they added a Tuesday DC date um, two days prior. It's, don't want I'm not think you know I'd rather have like it just go into the weekend or whatever if I want to spend time in DC but I'm glad I got a ticket I paid a lot for it I don't care because I'm going to see two classic albums played back to back and I'm going to have so much fun I love Postal Service so much I've never seen them or Death Cab Me neither that's why I'm so excited for this because I, yeah, I'm makes, jealous there are like certain bands I like seeing, like Phoebe. I'm down to see Phoebe anytime, you know, um, or other artists like that as well. But there are some that I really, that I like the songs I've seen. It's like I've seen them. Like I don't really care if I see them right now again. Not saying that I wouldn't, you know, want to see them again. Um, just the, off the top of my head, because we talked about so like Under Oath. I've seen Under Oath a bunch. Like that's cool. Like I know I, they're good live. I know I'm gonna get when I go to the show. But I would rather see someone that now that like I've never seen that I really like a lot, like Death Cab or Postal Service or something like that. So that's kind of like the how I'm trending in um, in live music, other than like artists I really love, like The National or or Phoebe or something like that. Like yeah, you give me a new record and a new tour, 
or I can get front row or something like that, you can probably lure me into any of those artists. But yeah, I have not listened to the Def Cab album, and I probably won't. They're just not a band that I have any interest in. And it's because I just wish you wouldn't do Def Cab at all and would just do the Postal Service. And I know Def Cab was first. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. I have been educated on that many times. That's just my personal preference. I, it's cool. I love one. I just don't care about the other. Uh, so, all right. With that said, um, coming up next on my top 10 list, I'm, I'm going to throw out there some hip hop, which I listen to way too little of. 2023, I'm making a commitment to really listen to a lot more hip-hop. You've already started with SZA, uh, which is, you know, there's definitely some hip-hop influence, not, but it's definitely not a hip-hop record, but it's, right, it's influence. Right. Yeah, I read an article saying how she raps a lot more on this album than in past. But anyways, uh, that's not what this, that's not on the list. Uh, so, Tobe Nwigwe. With his album Moments, that's spelled M-O-M-I-N-T-S. I love this album. There are so many good tracks on this album. Get a Bag, Ben Broke. So many good tracks on this album. There's some good features on it as well, uh, including his wife, Fat, that kills it. She can spit rhymes so well. And it's some of the my favorite parts of this album is actually her, not even like what he's putting down. But I really love this album. It also came in the mail today on vinyl. I it's, ordered it a good it, while it's back. It's mint green, isn't it? Oh yeah, of course it's mint green. Yeah, like they've been riding the mint wave for a while. Uh, so yeah, great album. Like I said, there's other references on. I just think. Like he, he and his team with Fat and there's like one or two other people there, like his core team. They're so clever. They do everything themselves. Like they are self-released. And like I said, there's so many tracks on this album I really like. There are so many verses that are just so good on this album that like just get stuck in my head and I'm listening to it and I'm like, Whoa. And I got to rewind it back in the song, like hit the 15, hit the 32nd back and just listen to that verse, get spit out again. It's so good. So I really, really dig it a lot. So Tobe Nwigwe moments, like I said, Ben broke is a good one. Uh, get a little bags, a good one. Uh, there's some, there's some other great tracks. Uh, those are those are definitely like two of my favorites. Um, but I don't know. He just writes great rhymes and it's different. Lord forgive me. That's a really good one. Oh man, um, uh, Catfish Blackened, Big Cat. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna stop. I think you've named every track uh, on the album. But almost two at this point. <laughs> yeah, almost. I'm just joking. I have no, I have no idea how many you've actually named or or are on the record. But I know you were super hyped about this record a lot, so I'm not yeah, surprised. Yeah, I mean, he's up for Grammy for New Artist of the Year. It's the only nomination he's got, but he's still got nominated for Grammy New Artist of the Year. So I hope he. Oh yeah, that'd be so sick. Uh, I've mentioned it before. The track that uh, they have on the. Um, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, sick track. 
again, fat kills it on that track. So anyways, yeah. Most of the best new artists play the Grammys too. So there's a good chance he plays the Grammys this year, which would be pretty cool. Oh my gosh, dude. It is, it's just what they do live is a spectacle in all the best forms. They usually have a ton of dancers on stage. They're all dressed usually in mint. If not mint, what they're wearing is all matching. The dancers are in, or in outfits that also color wise match usually like the whole backdrop is usually the same color. Like they go all out when they, when they perform. So yeah, that'd be sick. So yeah, Tobina Wigway moments. That's M O N M I N T S moments. And and I'm going to continue the trend that we've, there's two. uh, So I'm going to continue the hip hop trend in a way. And I'm going to continue the trend of like an album you will not listen to at all. And I really liked it. I know it was very divided among the, uh, the listening community, but I enjoyed it. And you know what? It's my list. You know, it's an honorable mention. Didn't make my top, you know, albums or anything, but I really enjoyed this. I'm going to revisit it. I love it as a big, like long playlist. It's Drake. Honestly, never mind. I like it. It's good. He went and did his Baltimore house thing. He did the record he wanted to put out. I like it. Uh, it's an, a record, you know, um, I have records or songs or playlists for that matter of like, you're getting ready to go hang out with some friends. You're going to grab a drink or you're going to go out and do something that night. You got to get, you got to pump yourself up. At least I do. Maybe you're not, maybe you don't. I don't know. Maybe you're just always psyched to go out. I have to pump myself up sometimes to get in the mood. Like, yeah, we're going to go out. We're going to have a couple drinks, go play some games, you know, whatever. What we're going to do, it's going to be fun um sometimes you gotta hype yourself up and this would be something exactly that would either go on the playlist or i would listen to to get ready and not only would it be i have used it to do this uh probably for the past like month or two when i went to go hang out with some friends i was listening to this record and i was like yeah this play this is good it's like a nice little playlist it vibes really well um it all sounds very cohesive um i know a lot of people didn't like it but it's his spin on baltimore um house I enjoyed it. I'm going to revisit it a lot. So yeah, Drake, honestly, never mind. It's again, an honorable mention. I would have one more left after this, um, but there it is. It's that pregame playlist, man. Yeah. I know what you're talking I, about. I, it's, it's called turn up playlist for a reason. That's at least that's what mine's called. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Used to have those. Uh, we would listen to before going out, especially in college, even a little bit after college, but definitely in college, we had a pregame. And there was there was a pregame playlist for sure. Yes, you when you when you uh, like and everyone's different and and not all songs like have to be this way, but a lot of it is hip hop. Not all of it, but a lot of it's hip hop. And and it's songs that kind of get you moving. You know, like songs can be hips and whatnot. Like you'll say, well, it's kind of like that. Like you get a song or a playlist. It's like, oh yeah, this is a banger. This is good. I like it. I like this vibe. I'm, I'm moving my head. I'm kind of dancing. You know, brushing my teeth, kind of dancing, kind of moving, getting ready for this night. Yeah, that's kind of what, that's what you want. You want to get excited. You want to get hyped up. You want to get in a good mood. That's what. Yeah, I'm older, and so I was in college in the early 2000s, and so yes, there definitely was some hip hop. But also, we had a lot of that early emo, post-hardcore, like, Taking Back Sunday stuff on there in our, like, Get Pumped playlist. Because that was just the scene. You know, that was the height of it. I'm so excited to go out tonight. Cut my wrist and black my eye. No, there was not that. <laughs> that wasn't on that. Sorry, I just had to go that uh, direction because 
that would be funny. That's definitely when I was not going out at all. Uh, it was more. You were at best in high school. This is like oh three oh four, man. Uh, yeah. So no, it was more like uh, you could slit my throat, and I'd apologize for bleeding on your shirt. <laughs> that type of stuff would take it back. But yeah, that was our. We definitely had some hip hop on there too. But yeah, not, let's go, guys. <laughs> we're bleeding. Yeah, not. It was a lot of good, a lot of sing-alongs. A lot of yeah, hip hop. Hip hop was very dark at that age. It wasn't. It was kind of like the the bad hip hop. There was not like a lot of good hip hop during that. Yeah, well, what really turned me off was I got sick of how much it just turned. For me, I was just not interested in all the party hip hop. It was like pop rap, like Soldier Boy, like Superman, and all that stuff. I just did not like. I could say it's catchy, but I just didn't get into it. I just wasn't a fan of that. You you did not want a Superman at hoe. <laughs> so, anyways, moving along, because we keep getting off hey, you track. You know what you so could have listened a... to before going out? Oh, my god, kind of fun. <laughs> that was high school for me. Hey, you know, you can still listen a couple years later. You can still break stuff. <laughs> no, we weren't listening to that either. All right. Anyways, moving on. I'm in my top. You're still in your honorable mentions because you only have six, like, top. Yeah. I'm in my top ten. So you're on your – would be what number? Like, Well, not you don't have yours numbered, but, like, you're – you know, you have seven uh, – Yeah, I've mentioned I've mentioned three so far. All right. So, um, so yeah, I mentioned uh, – I mentioned Gang of Youths, Soul Glow, and Tobey Nwigwe. So up next, here's one um, – that I don't think is on yours. Uh, pretty sure it's not. It's another heavy album. Uh, the Callous Dowboys Celebrity Therapist. Listen, if you want to talk about just crazy music, just all over the place, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's hardcore, metalcore, what it's just it's it's nuts it's this album (laughs) but it's also so good oh my gosh i love this album let me tell you but i mean as of right now now two or three of these members were just added as full-time members uh in 2022 but as of right now there are seven members in this band including a violin player and a saxophone. It's crazy. Dude, they are nuts. They are like all over the place. They've put out some stuff before this. Um but right now this is their newest album. Uh it's called Celebrity Therapist. And yeah, I mean the best way I could describe it again is um is it's like really kind of chaotic hardcore or chaotic metalcore and there's a little bit of new metal in it but for the most part yeah just like really chaotic to me it's more punk hardcore than metalcore but there's some of those elements too and oh my goodness you have like i you never know when you're just listening to it for the first time you never know what you're going to expect 
because it's just so all over the place. It takes you a while to get you. So, and it's stuff that's like, if, if somebody was to say, Hey, we're going to do a song and it's going to have, it's going to be like a really fast punk hardcore song, but then we're going to throw in a violin and a saxophone. And at times we're going to have like really clean sing along, just like real fast, just thrown in there. And it's like, what? What? It would not, I'd like, it would not make sense, but it sounds so good. I, I'm so excited that they're going to be at Furnace Fest this coming year. Uh, but yeah, like Violent Astrology is a great track. Um, there's, sorry, I didn't, I was trying to pull up um, the elephant man <laughs> in the room. We are. Because I could. Yeah, you heard at the very start of that. Cardboard Devils, old sex. That's what he's about to yell. Um, but yeah, it's just... I love it. I love how unpredictable they are, but it works. And again, I'm a listener of heavy music, and dude, this just gets me. And I think it's so cool that they have so many members, uh, like multi-gender uh, or maybe even non-gender and just like violin. I mean, yellow card have violin player. And, and that was considered really out of the box for punk, like pop punk that they were doing. This is violin and a saxophone mix in this. It's crazy. And I love it. So yeah, the callous Dow boys, celebrity therapist, big shout out to my buddy Cameron because Cameron is the one that first told me about this band several months ago. I love it. Um, my next one is an album you mentioned already. I just kind of didn't say anything. Uh, and it's one that honestly was going to get the axe for me. But the more I listened to it, I couldn't get away from the production aspect of it being so just phenomenal. Um, and just really to live up to the hype of what you just released a few years ago and to release a really solid record. Like it's not great, but it's a really solid follow-up. It's the weekend, Don FM. Uh, I really like it. It's not my favorite weekend record. It's very solid. There's some really good songs and there's some really nice like bass lines in it. There is I really like the Jim Carrey feature. I think that's probably one of my favorite features of the year on any record because I thought he utilized Jim Carrey so well and it worked so well into the whole concept of the record itself. Um, production aspect is just out- unbelievable. Uh, like the, the, you can just hear how good everything was. It was like precision. Uh, that, it's a very precise record as far as the production aspect. It just sounds so polished in the best way possible. Not like overly polished, but perfectly polished. Um, I love the keys aspect. Uh, working with Daniel Oppitzen from Oh One Tricks Point Never. Uh, it's they did some good things on um, After Hours together on a few songs, and they was like, "Hey, you know, let's let's do this. Let's do this whole album together." And it just is great. There's a lot of very very solid songs. Um, I feel like this one will be underappreciated uh, for how well, uh, you know, of a follow-up it is. But, uh, yeah, it's another honorable mention for me. I think it's underappreciated. 
Um, like it's not in my top 10 and it was another one that really in just the last week, it got the final, uh, pull from the top 10 and became an honorable mention. And it's just because aside from like three or four tracks, really three tracks, I got to a point where in my playlist, I was skipping the album. When, when one of, when one of the songs from Don FM came on, I skipped it. Or if I was, and I didn't feel a desire to go back and when making my list, it was not an album. I ever was like, I need to go back and listen to that whole thing again. Mm-hmm. But it's a very good album. Oh yes, yeah. it is a very good album. And the, I again, I like the concept the most. I do think it's crazy that it's Jim Carrey, like liar, liar, Ace Ventura, Jim Carrey, dumb and dumber, yeah. <laughs> but like. The weekend. His voice sounds so velvety on it. Is oh, that, it does. It's it so well perfect. Done. Like they used a great mic and love his, especially that last uh, like closing thing that he does on the record. Yeah, I mean he's your narrator, and um, yeah. Can you just real quick? I know I didn't. You didn't know I was going to ask you this, but do you think you could give like a basically a quick synopsis of what the concept was for the album? Yeah, and it's. To to not I can't just include this record. You have to go include the 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 previous uh, record, and then he's going to have a third record. He's doing another trilogy. So um, for you for just a brief history on the weekend, he came out with three mixtapes in 2011. Um, they were House of Balloons, Thursday, and um, uh, Echoes of Silence, and they were just he got fired basically because uh, Drake, he's a Toronto artist. Drake's from Toronto and retweeted him or tweeted him. And so that kind of started the whole thing. He is just super uber talented. Um, just his voice is incredible. It's the closest thing to my, Michael Jackson. I've heard like it's unreal and uh, he can sing anything. And so he got hype for those. He repackaged them as the trilogy or trilogy, I should say. And they were redone and whatnot. And he put on a couple of records. Yeah, he got really, you know, had some singles off of um, uh, the, the Hills. And um, he had the song that was on the, the um, 50 Shades of Grey soundtrack uh, from his Beauty Behind the Madness record. And th- those are all very popular singles. Came out with like a, another two records after that. And they, they did well, but like they weren't nearly um, as big as those those singles and then of course no one knew but the last record after hours you could tell there's a concept of that whole record with that character and everything well that was you know one part of the new trilogy and this uh this was talked about we i think we even discussed it soon after the album's released this year how this was part two of the trilogy and no one knew like no one was expecting that so this had a like video um treatments and everything was kind of in that same thing it was basically the concept of this part of the the second part of the trilogy is um him on his way to like it's almost like a purgatory type situation like you're on your way to either heaven or hell and i don't know if it's really been explained it hasn't really sound like we've got a conclusion on that but it's like you're in that like after like afterlife i think is rumored to be the third record um of the trilogy there's after hours uh don fm and then afterlife is rumored to be the, the third record and that, will that come out next year 
eh, I don't think so. He's touring a lot. I don't know how much he's recorded. My guess would be 2024 is when we probably would get that. But um, yeah, it's basically the, the concept of this record throughout the whole thing is uh, someone in a car, uh, you know, going to the afterlife is the best. Way. I don't know if you want to call that purgatory or whatnot for lack of a better um, definition or word we'll call say purgatory. And so you'll have songs, um, you'll have Jim Carrey tying it all together uh, throughout the record as uh, a DJ basically of Don FM, which is a radio station that is listened to. Uh, I think it's 103.5 think so. Don FM. I think that's what he says. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it, yeah, it is good. I, I like it. Yeah, I, I like the concept a ton. It's basically like, yeah, he's in, you call it purgatory or limbo or whatever you want to call it. He's on his way to the afterlife. And Jim Carrey is basically, from what I, I got, from what I got, it's like the songs are snippets of the person's life. So he's like, his life is like flashing before his eyes in song. And then Jim Carrey is explaining along the way, like you said, tying it all together. So he's your narrator um narrating to you your your life as as you now have have passed on and then these songs are like if it was a movie you would be seeing like little snippets of your life flashbacks like scenes of your life that you lived through so it's that but it's in song form is the and i don't know if that's right but that's how that's the way i took it speaking of uh movie or life and this is just weekend related, not uh, necessarily not FM related. Uh, he's gonna have a new show on, on uh, and it's not really him. He's in the show, uh, Abel Telsfay, but uh, it's called The Icon, and it, it it looks promising. It looks just wild. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it next year uh, when it comes out. So I'm hoping it does really well. Like as far as you know, just being good. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I'd rather be good than it do well. Uh, hopefully it does well because we get more more episodes of it. But uh, it looks very promising from the trailer that I've seen. I, I, the cast looks really good, and just like the whole mood seems to be kind of cool. Kind look uh, look at the inside of the music industry to a degree. Maybe maybe like a euphoric, and what I mean by euphoric is like using the euphoria model for like say teenage life. But you know that, but the music industry kind of in a way at least. So yeah, that that's my last honorable mention that didn't make the cut, but it was very very close. This one was the closest because of just the production aspect, and really to follow up after hours with such a really a solid record. I I thought this one was very very close. Gasoline, yeah, that's good. All right, so my turn. All right, I said I have said Tobe. I've said Gangs of Youth, Soul Glow. I've said the Callous Dow Boys. And I guess that's it. I've said four. So num- um, so fifth, again, these are not in necessarily any order. Um, Frank Turner, FTHC. I took this off my list, but then I kept coming back to it as I kept thinking more about it. Uh, so Frank Turner, I'm a huge fanboy of him. This album came out like really early first of the year. I even had to double check and make sure it wasn't a 2021 album. But no, it came out really early in 2022. It is him at his best. He It's songs that he wrote during the pandemic 
for the most part. And he's not happy in the pandemic because he loves to be on the road. He loves to be performing. And so he's somewhat pissed off. He's very honest. It's him just singer songwriter. That's a punk dude at heart. And so it very much comes out, you know, in the, the episode that you mentioned that hasn't come out yet, our first of two heaters of songs of 2022, I did mention The Gathering, even though technically that single was released the end of last year. It's on this album. It's so good. It's such a pump-up song. Uh, and there's a lot of pump-up songs on this album. Uh, there's Punches, which is so good. If you're ever feeling, I just tweeted it this past week. If you're ever feeling down or life just sucks, just listen to Punches by Frank Turner, and that's going to pick you up. Uh, there's a few slower tracks, but it's mostly pretty, pretty upbeat. He talks about life, talks about how he and his dad had a really rough relationship at times. He talks about a friend that that committed suicide, and that's a really heavy track, and it's just really honest. And then like. But then to go back, he talks about how he and his dad had such a hard, a hard uh, relationship. Then he talks about the song about Miranda. And as you're listening to the song, you realize it's his dad. His dad is transgendered and is now a woman and goes by the name Miranda. And how Miranda is at his shows on stage singing along and dancing and how great of a relationship they're having now. And so it's, it's like, it's such real, like honest content, like something like that. Uh, there's even a song where it's basically like guys that look like me have really been screwing it up a lot. So I think, I think we, I think guys that look like me need to uh, shut up. And let other people take the lead, basically um, saying like, you know, white privilege is a problem. White supremacy is a problem. And white guys like myself have messed it up enough throughout history. So we need to just stop for a little bit. And, you know, that's really honest. It's really real. And so, yeah, I, I love it. While at the same time, it's punk. A lot of it's going to pick you up. It's upbeat. It's also just so honest. And that is when... He is at his best. So it's Frank Turner, F-T-H-C, which is kind of like a funny joke that started years ago. It stands for Frank Turner Hardcore. But yeah, it's just, again, it's so honest. It touches on all these topics in such an honest, blunt way, uh, while also so much of it is that really punk, just really going to like inspire you. And at the end of the day, I, it's another one like Gangs of, Gang of Youths. I just kept coming back to, and I would take it off my list, and then I would eventually put it back on. So there it is, Frank Turner, FTHC. One of the most inspiring and also just brutally honest albums of the year. And so we're entering my favorites Um of the album of the year list at this point. So all these records, I really, really, really just found super enjoyable, kept coming back to them. I know that without a doubt, like I really, really enjoy these records a lot. So the first one I want to talk about is Fontaine's DC uh, with their release Skinty Fia. Um, they're a band that I discovered, I want to say this year. Um, 
I'm gonna say earlier this year or, or maybe last fall. I can't. The the time is a little fuzzy as far as like when it was. But I was at Apothecary one night, which is a local uh, craft beer bar, and um, they whoever was was uh, bartending that night was had a really just stellar playlist going. And that's like a spot that I hear a song sometimes I'm like, oh, I gotta Shazam this or or you know use Apple Music or whatever to to get the song or Siri to get the song. And so uh, it was one of the songs from their previous releases uh, that I heard that night. I was like, oh, that's really cool. I like it. It had a um, post-punk kind of sound. And, and I'm a big fan of like post-punk. I just really enjoy that genre a lot. So um, when I saw that they had released a new album somehow, I don't know if it's because I listened to that song so much that they ended up um, being on my uh, like new releases made for you playlist. But the song uh, you said was from their album, A Hero's Death. Really enjoyed that one. Came out in 2020. But uh, Skin TV, uh, I was like, oh, cool. Hey, listen to the record. I'll check it out. I, I really just kept coming back to it. Um, I bought the deluxe edition on vinyl um, off Amazon because I wanted it to be 180 gram because I knew that the way this record sounds and everything was like AirPods in uh, and, trans- and in non-transparency mode. Uh, or the, like the isolated mode, like it sounded so good, and it sounds incredible on uh, on 180 uh, vinyl, and it's just a record. Their song, I mean, the overall project, I would say there are some. It's not 100% like flawless or anything. Uh, there are you know some some hits and misses here and there, but uh, it really hits uh, just the overall sound. I, I just love the overall sound. It's just it's it is kind of different for the. Um, post-punk kind of sound too like vocally uh it doesn't sound i mean i can't think of anything offhand that sounds exactly like this uh kind of kept his accent when he sings and everything they're they're a band from dublin and uh yeah it's it's a record i i kept revisiting a lot and i knew it was going to end up on my list just because for me it just it felt kind of special um and like i said it's one that i will always keep going back to and back to maybe not the whole thing but a good number of songs on here like I'm going to revisit a lot. So this, this record I felt like deserves some love and absolutely 100% worth a listen for sure. Um, so Fontaine's DC, Skinty Fia, there are so many songs that just, that just caught my attention on this record. Um, and so, yeah, I had to put this project on there. I know for me, this year was the first time I think I had ever heard of them and it was big. Be- calls i don't remember no hearing of them before it uh but you mentioned that album when it came out and i think i tried to listen to it one day at work and just for mm-hmm. whatever reason didn't click with it but i honestly didn't really give it a much of a shot either so i can't really say anything but uh, i do know it was this year that you mentioned them to me because that album had come out and you liked it so and it has like a is that a deer or is it an antelope on the front I believe it's a deer. Okay. Um, yeah, because my artwork is a sl- is slightly different because uh, it's the deluxe edition has alternative artwork as well. Um, but I, I mean, really, the, the the album starts off like really, really great in my opinion. Uh, like you look at like the say like the first the first one's like instrumental. There's a little bit of a uh, little bit of singing, but not a whole lot. There's very small vocally. Uh, but this is a record that you know I, I like the experience of. Uh, 
sitting down, listening to the vinyl, reading the lyrics as you're listening along. This is definitely a record I did that with, and I just really enjoyed it. Um, especially like the first like say six songs of the record, just really just bam, knock you right right in the chest. There, there's very very good. So I have five records left. Sorry, and I, I know you. I know you're fine. <laughs> so I know you have five records left as well. I, so. have, I have uh, the NBA post game on silent on my TV, and I just watched um, Luca get thrown out of the game. It looks like, and they ended up losing to the Timberwolves. But I think he got thrown out. That's what it looked like. Anyways, sorry, that's off topic. Um, this is. Um, but it had me. No it had me distracted. All right, so now I'm going to hit on one that may be in your list. That doesn't mean you have to do it next, but it might be in your list. I have talked about this album a lot. Yes, you've talked about this album a lot, and I I am going to be the lesser person and just remind everyone that I told you about this album first. (laughs) Uh, But Beach House, One Twice Melody is incredible. My only issue with this album is it is so long. This past Friday night. It's an Yeah, at least. Like this this past Friday night, I was driving home from my sister's, and I've said multiple times, this is a great like night driving album. So I put it on, and I drove for an hour, and I got just barely halfway through it. I feel like before I got home, Dang. there was so much left. Wow! Uh, but it, yeah, it's just it's like we talked about it in the heater songs episode because you picked a song from it that will be on that spoilers everyone uh but there's not necessarily like the whole album is such a vibe which is kind of beach house in general uh, and often it's not a style of music i go to it's not it's in my wheelhouse but it's like in my spare you know i go to it somewhat uh consistently but not a ton that like just dreamy like synthy pop stuff so like this album it's a whole album there's not like yes there's different tracks but for me the it's the whole album that makes it and it's just such a vibe it's dark at times with tones but overall it's kind of fuzzy and feel good sounding Uh, it's warm even when it's dark it's kind of warm um and i just love it i just I love the way the vocals layer with the, the different layers of music. And again, just the overall feel. I just really, the production's incredible. I just, I cannot say enough about this album. Once, twice, Melody, Beach House. It is hands down. I don't rank these, The I don't do these lists in like a ranking necessarily, but it is definitely one of the best of the year i could have said it earlier and i was i was just waiting because i wanted you to get through some of yours before i start saying something that i think might be on yours but yeah i just my goodness it just sounds so good and it's such a complete 
project, even for being so long. It's a, such a good, complete sound. I just, I love it. For reasons unknown, I'm not going to talk about that record right now. Um, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see. Uh, so the next record I want to talk about is another record, kind of like Fontaine's DC, another record I really enjoyed. This one almost suffered the exact opposite of Beach House by being too short. Um, but they're a band that say is always on my radar, but usually is a hit or miss. Like I really, really like the record of Mall In, where it's like I'm kind of like eh, about it. And there's a few artists I'm like that with, but for the most part, I generally like their stuff. So the next one is Yeah Yeah Yeahs with Cool It Down. Uh, they haven't released anything since Mosquito. I don't even know when that was. That was like probably 2014, 2015, somewhere in that range. So uh, Yeah Yeahs uh, announced a new project. Uh, they did a collab with uh, Perfume Genius. Uh, he's featured on the song uh, Spinning Off the Edge of the World. And I really just like the overall... It's It sounded way different than than anything that I can remember from the AAS. It sounded very synth-driven. Um, and I was like, all right, I'm in. You know, I'll listen to this whole record. I wasn't expecting it to be like seven songs because I think that's how long the record it's, itself is. Um, but it's a very strong seven songs. Now the last track, it's actually eight, but the last track is more of like a poem. So I'm kind of discounting that. I'm really saying like the, the, the meat of this album is like seven songs and it's very, very solid. Like I think I like different today best. Um, but really, I mean, those seven tracks, I can definitely take all of those. You know, sometimes we'll say, well, this album's really good. It's 10 songs, but you could really probably cut off, leave off like two of the songs. This exactly is that record. You know, everyone on here is great. It's not very long, but it's very, very good. They might have even left like a song or two on the cutting room floor that may have fit very well on this record, but they gave us a very solid eight song record. I'll say seven because the last one was like more of like a poem type thing, spoken word type thing, but uh, over music. But uh, Cool It Down, uh, it hit me it hit me with the, the overall sound. It has like that, um, there, there are certain elements here that remind me of older, yeah, yeah, yeahs more of that like alternative kind of rock sound but a lot of this record is very synthy and i love synth so of course it's gonna hit that spot for me and this is a record uh that depending on the day i could probably tell you i have a different favorite from this record i mean it just kind of depends whatever songs are like hit me at the moment so that's what i like about it and it does feel uh, not only is the record itself good from a production aspect, it sounds really, really good. Um, it is nominated for a Grammy. I think it's nominated for alternative album. So dep- I can't remember who all is in that category, to be honest, but I wouldn't mind if they won. And I could definitely see them winning for uh, the Grammy for this. Um, even though I'm sure other people don't like laud this as a great yeah, 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 yeah as a record. I personally um, really enjoyed it. It's definitely one I'm going to revisit a lot. Um, they're a band that does change their sound from record to record but like in a good way um, so it definitely sounds different from other things they've released so it sounds like and again there's a lot of time um, usually between their projects uh, but yeah I, I thought this was good I uh, really ha- had a good time listening to it and I think just 
not only enjoying the songs that are on it, the production aspect of it, um, definitely pushed it on my list for sure. So we'll go, we'll go with Yeah Yeah Yeah's Cool It Down. Per Apple Music, this was their first album since Mosquito Deluxe version was released in 2013. I don't know if yeah, I don't know if that right. means Mosquito was also 2013. Uh, okay, it was so still yeah. nine years. Yeah, and the reason the reason I knew it was that long is because that's when I was listening to the Modern Vinyl podcast, and they broke that record, um, that album down. And I've just I I liked it like a song or two from that record, but I didn't really care for the record as a whole. And this one just like I, the first single loved it, was ready for when this album came out, and then. Like I said, it was way shorter than I thought it was going to be. It's one I have not pre-ordered on vinyl, or, or I guess at this point I've ordered on vinyl. But I was very, very tempted to order it. But I know how this band is for me, where <laughs> I don't necessarily love everything I've heard from them. So I'm going to wait until I heard the whole project. Uh, it, it's one eventually I'll get at some point, because I really do like this album a lot. And uh, it's very successful for me. It's, I feel, it's rare that a seven or even an eight track album is considered a full length and not just like a long EP, you know? The weekend will, uh, will one up you there with my dear melancholy, uh, comma, <laughs> you know, misplaced comma. Uh, that is a five song album. He refers to that one as an album. And he says, I wanted to release these five songs and I consider it an album. So, you know, who am I to judge? And this one, like I said, it is technically eight, but the last song is pretty much a poem, almost. It seems like, uh, or at least spoken word poem over um, some music. So, cool, cool, cool. All right. So, next up for me, then going through my top ten again. I've mentioned Frank Turner, Toby Nwigwe, Gang of the Youths, Soul Glow, The Callous Dow Boys, and Beach House. Uh, so next up, I am going like really metal i i say i like heavy music but even i don't usually listen i usually don't listen to like doom or like deathcore black metal stuff like that that's usually not something i i I listen to very often uh with that said lorna shore pain remains is phenomenal it is so incredible I love it. It's also a concept album. It's with their newest singer. So that's also saying something to like a new singer joins the band and then they put out an album this good. Uh, So the concept is his and it's so it's basically like telling a story. And he says that like throughout the whole story, uh, you kind of you kind of end back at the start. So it's kind of like a circular. But oh, my goodness, I love this album. It's it's got like. I don't like it's pop and elements, but it's not really. It's still just straight up metal, and it's so heavy, and it's so powerful. Uh, there, you know, like it's very like cinematic at times. You know, has a lot of like dramatic effects, and then what he does with his vocals. This dude screams, he roars, he grunt, he growls. He does like the really really high pitch like squeals. There are times where this man sounds like Smeagol from Lord of the Rings movie. I am not even exaggerating. Like it's 
like what he does, even if you don't like the sound, because I don't des- necessarily like the sound of Smeagol's voice, but to be able to do all of that. And these are long, brutal songs. And this is a small guy. He's a small guy. And it's just incredible. But then musically, it's great, too. It has dynamics while it's still very brutal, very heavy. Um, I just, I just love it. It's, I just, it's, like I said, it's such a heavy album, but it's so good. Uh, There are so many tracks on it that I, that I really, really love. And it's another one of those that's like, I want to like sit with, like, I want to sit with this album. I, I don't have it on vinyl yet. I, cause I didn't know I had heard like one or two songs and that's it. So I did not, I didn't know like if I wanted it on vinyl and these guys, they've been around a while. This is, this is their third like studio. No, this is their fourth studio album. And again, it's the first with uh, the new vocals. Um, uh, Will Ramos again, is his name. Um, oh no. Um, yeah, first album to feature um, vocalist Will Ramos. But the name of it again is Pain Remains. And uh, Sun Eater is a great track. Uh, Pain Remains 1 and Pain Remains 2 are great. Uh, into It's just, if you like this type of music, even if you don't, but you like heavy music, I say it's it's worth giving it a listen. It is just so well done. I... I just, like I said, I usually don't go necessarily this heavy, but I cannot get over how good it is. I just, I'm going to have to get it on vinyl. I was actually looking the other day and it's, it wasn't a huge release, at least of colored variants. So I got to find it online now, probably off Discogs. But yeah, I, I'm definitely going to get it on vinyl and I'm going to sit down with the lyrics and just read it and get the whole concept from start to finish, which like I said, it's, it says it's back at the start. But yeah, Lorna, Shore, Pain Remains. They're considered a deathcore band, American Symphonic Deathcore. And yeah, I, it's, it's a great, if you want some metal, some really heavy metal in your life, uh, you cannot go wrong with this album. Uh, I love it. I am going to go with my next one. And this one was a surprise that it actually finished. Is I don't want to say like high because, you know, they're not officially ranked or anything. But this one uh, was almost like a no-brainer when I went back to my 2022 playlist and was just listening to the songs. I was like, how many action tracks from that record made that playlist? And it's Soccer Mommy, Sometimes Forever. Uh, it's a record that I had not listened to this album. I, I get, I got it on release day um, on vinyl. And so that's that was my first experience listening to this record is I was getting ready to go to Pittsburgh, I believe for a concert. And so this record's awesome. Like again, Daniel Lapidon, a one tricks point, never uh, producer of the weekend of weekends, Don FM uh, produced this album. And uh, you'll hear in a later conversation with us, like we didn't know how that, that would even sound because like he's very synth heavy soccer mommy is very like bedroomy alternative kind of sounding 
like that's how I best describe it, like something you'd record in your bedroom. The nineties. Like, yeah. Like an alt kind of sound, like nineties alt, and how's that gonna mesh? And it meshes so well. Um they're just excellent songs on this record. Like Shotgun is a song that I just like absolutely got stuck on and put on repeat for sure. Um, another one that really just rocked me was uh, getting the name of Rain on Darkness Forever. Um, there's just like something creepy about it, but like in a very good way, not like in a like horror movie kind of way, but it had these very like tonal elements to it and the way the synth worked and kind of got high pitched. It was just, this record was just really unexpected. Like I didn't expect it to be bad and I was looking forward to the record, but it just, it like surpassed any expectations I had for it, I think. And I don't even think I realized it at the time until I was going back and kind of getting, like it was on my list. Like I already knew it was on my list, at least as far as like contenders. Right. And so when I was going back to my 2022 playlist to kind of work through it and see what songs really hit me. And, and, and I just was surprised how many tracks from that record I put on that playlist and was like, man, I have at least six to seven tracks that I loved and I'm not wrong. <laughs> like all of these songs are really, really good structurally and sonically and just really different. And she, she went for a swing and she hit, she made contact with it to make a sports reference, like in baseball or something uh she did she just it's it's quite excellent um again it has a lot of that alternate kind of sound but there is some moodiness like some moody synth overlying it um very very good record still still her sound through you know it it definitely shines through but he just did some nice production work on this record a lot and so yeah soccer mommy sometimes forever I think her vocals to me are really good on it too like nothing extreme or just i don't know it just i feel like it showcased her really well in that aspect that that's yeah i mean this i'm sorry go ahead i was gonna say the, the structure of the songs and the way that they're fleshed out are very very nice on this record yeah, I mean, even the I really like the opening track, Bones. I like the ones oh, you yeah. mentioned too, but you didn't mention Bones, so I just that's another one that I, that I really like. I don't know if the part of the reason this album's not in my. I mean, it's another one that it was in my honorable mentions for a reason, and on a certain week or mm-hmm. a certain day, if you were to if I was making a top ten list, I could like it might would end up there, and it was really close. I one I do think maybe. I just, there was a lot similar, not being the exact same, but similar to it this year, that it may have gotten just kind of like lost in the sound with everything else for me. Uh, but it's still, like I said, on any given day, I might would say, no, mm-hmm. this should be a top 10 for me. It's that good. So, yeah, it's it's kind of like um, at the end of the day, I guess it, it falls into uh, the... Um, I'm blanking uh, Horses is a single I love. Yes, the Maggie Rogers album. There's some really, really good Maggie songs, Rogers. but at the end of the day, as an album, it slips mm-hmm. by. And I'm, I can't give a good reason. It just does. And this one, not as much as the Maggie Rogers, uh, but yeah, 
it's a really good song. It's a really good album. But yeah, um, that's in your favorites, not in mine. So let me get back. Let me get back to mine. Quit rambling. So uh, next up, I'm going to continue with the heaviness. And this is going to be the last heavy for me. But this is one that you mentioned a little earlier and like yours that almost made it. Comeback Kid, Heavy Steps. I've always I've been a Comeback Kid fan for a long time. And I love this album. It's hardcore. It's fast. And it's catchy. And it came out like early in the year and it has stuck through with me and I just love it. I can throw it on it and anytime it comes on, just like on a playlist, I'm I'm with it. It's sticking. I'm gonna listen to that whole song. I might listen to it again. I can listen to the whole album start to finish. And at the end of it, I'm gonna be so jacked up or I'm gonna be exhausted because I went so hard listening. <laughs> uh just it's a great it's a great album. The title track, Heavy Steps, that's a banger on it. Uh, there it's some other some other tracks on it that I that I really, really got into as well. Uh, and it's it will be on our heaters of songs of the year. Again, another spoiler. Uh, but no easy way out. So good. Oh my gosh, so good. Uh Shadow of Doubt, Dead on the Fence. Oh man. Uh the final track, Menacing Weight. Yeah, this is just a great hardcore album. You know, it's that like they for a long time they really stayed true to that kind of like old school hardcore mentality. And this still does, but it's not as punk. Um but yeah, it's I just love this album so much. So yeah, heavy steps. Comeback Kid, if you need a good hardcore album that's also catchy, something that's just going to get you going, it, like you're going to listen to it and you're going to feel like you're at a hardcore show. It's that good. And I, yeah, Heavy Steps, Comeback Kid. It, it is a next to flawless hardcore album for me. And that's why, like, throughout this year, it has not left. It has it has stuck with me. It came out in January, and it's still one of my top albums of the year. Uh, I concur. Uh, it was a record that uh, I was not expecting to. You know, I gave it a listen, and I was not expecting to like because I really wasn't the biggest Comeback Kid fan. I've listened to them over the years a couple times here and there, but uh, I really did like this record. And I found out like the more I go back to it, like there'd be a period of time, maybe like a month or two months or three months between listens sometimes. And I would go back to him like, dang, this is like, this really hits again. Like it still sounds really, really good. Um, and this one was very close. This one was one of the ones that was like, just when I mentioned those ones on pocket, like it was very, very close to making the list. Um, but I enjoyed this one a lot. Another record I really enjoyed a lot. And <laughs> I was kind of like this. This is my turnstile this year. Uh, where a band I just kept promoting so much, uh, just because I felt like they really deserved it. Wet Leg, self-titled album, Wet Leg, of course. Uh, just I really enjoyed it. I had fun. Like this, this album just would like always put me in a good mood or make me laugh. It's very witty. It um, butters your muffin. 
Yeah, it does. It def- it definitely does that. Um, what? Um, all these are inside jokes. If you listen to the record, you will understand. It's not then it won't be an inside joke because you'll have heard the record. But uh, it, it's it's a really really good release. Um, uh, the same guy that produced uh, the Fontaine's DC Skinny Skinty Fia record produced this record as well. Um, again, sounds fantastic. Uh, and I want to say that this producer was nominated for non-classical producer of the year. And I could be wrong for a Grammy um, is what I'm referring to. But uh, this record is really, really solid. Um, it, when you hear, if you heard just a song by this band, you're like, okay, they can't do a whole album like this. Or it's not going to work. It's going to sound too tongue-in-cheek or too, like, you know, gimmicky or something. And it does not. It actually sounds very, very good. They, they do it very very well it's witty it's funny um sometimes honest i mean not sometimes honest. it it is honest at times and um it's very honest i think yeah it's it's just it's very it's very unique i mean there there's how we were saying that there's no band um that sounds like solo like i can't point to a band because any band that i would point to that it sounds kind of comical or funny comes across as being too silly and this sounds like they're being silly in in certain aspects but it's like not like so silly you don't take them seriously like all time low (laughs) to to throw straight all time low like they're they're and i don't consider them silly i would consider them blink 182 ripoffs another stray shot all time low (laughs) i'm just gonna keep firing um I take Blue Gwen too seriously, but also I don't take them seriously as well at the same time because a lot of their songs just are kind of that way. But this band, I take really seriously. You can tell they care about the song craft because the songs are actually really good. Like the song quality here, as far as just like the songs themselves are really solid. Um, there are really nice parts to it uh, that I love. Um, this one has a lot of songs that could hit me. Um, and I'm trying to think. What, what would I if I had to if I had to choose something like what what which song or which songs would I choose? <sighs> I really like Wet Dream. I think that was a really good one. Um, that is a good one. Not Chase Long. I, I Chase Long. I do like that one a lot. Um, I also like Oh No, just because uh, some of the parts in there about like like scrolling from like ah. Like there's just there's these weird things that they do in songs that just almost sound like it shouldn't work, but actually works very very well. Um, I also like piece of shit a lot too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really like this record. I thought for a debut record, it's so strong. Um, again, I've mentioned in previous episodes, I'm like a B, I'm like a whore for B sides and, and for demos, and they did like this um, two B sides that aren't anywhere to stream. I have them. I found them online and ripped them. But uh, I bought like it from the UK just so I could get those the B side of those two extra tracks. I really, really like this record. I've encouraged everyone that I know to listen to this record. They are my turnstile for 2022. Um, Wet Leg, self-titled record. So good. It is really good. And I would say like for me where I don't like it as much of you as you because it is. Like it is so witty and kind of comical to the silly side that I have a hard, I do have a hard time taking it serious, like on a personal level, but I cannot deny 
what you said about the song craft is so good. Like they, this the song craft is in, is uh, just very high talent, and it is good. It's super catchy. I, I just, it's so kind of comical and silly. I have a, I have a hard time connecting with it. But it's not as as so silly or like you don't take it as seriously say like blink 182 and i, I like blink 182 i'm not like trying to shoot straight yeah at them. well i think blink, but they do like yeah, I a think, lot of jokes and stuff and they're intentionally doing it and not that they're not intentionally doing it right but it's almost either provoke it or to, to thumb their nose at the system in a way you know when you make a, a a joke about like right your dad jerking someone off or something you know what i'm saying like they do it almost like as they provoke whereas this is just kind of like they do it in a witty way mm-hmm. and it's like not and they don't even do anything that crass or anything is what i'm saying but right yeah you take blink 182 probably as serious as blink 182 wants you to take them you know um but yeah like this this is definitely a more serious uh just uh content and craftsmanship that they do it's like you said it's like it's hard to say like the weird like yells are almost like it's, it's different it's different it's also very europe indie for oh. today and it's yeah yeah very um, very european like the the sound of it uh i would i would probably consider it like alternative uh kind of sounding and it definitely has a european feel to the guitars and everything like the tones that they use yeah it's it's good um i i really feel like there's a i feel like they have the best shot of getting uh new artist grammy of the year oh yeah i forgot they were up for it yeah they probably they very well yeah. did as far as far as like the craftsmanship and everything and and how much um of an explosion they've made in like the last year year and a half or so has been You have two left. All right. So I am up to my last two, as you just said. So I think it's about damn time that I mention Lizzo special. Someone the other day, I mentioned this album, how much I liked it. And they were like, really? I thought there was a lot of filler. And hey, maybe I'm, maybe I'm on a mountain for this album that not. You know what you were doing with that filler? Like to me, it is. To me, it's just banger after banger, even the slow songs. And the writing is so good on it. And a lot of that, right? Like, she writes a lot of her own stuff. It's so catchy. It's It's got hip hop. It's got kind of singer songwriter, definitely some RB, definitely some soul, almost like some disco, like dancey. It's like she really, in my opinion, this album, she just shows off. And it's not like overly done. It's not like grandiose. She just shows off because she's that talented. So like, I, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna even deny that I gave this album a chance because I, I saw the TikToks. I don't even get on TikTok that much, but so, so many TikToks of the dance from about, uh, about damn time that i was like i gotta figure uh okay this is obviously lizzo sounds like lizzo i gotta check this out so i checked it out and i'm like whoa no this whole song is great 
And so then I listened to the whole album and I'm like, this whole album just is banger after banger to me. I just like it so much. And I, it's so catchy. It is so catchy and it is so, it comes across as like so honest and you got like, there's a song called naked on there and it's, and it, and it's like, it's a sensual song, but it's so much more about being accepted for who you are than it is just about like being naked or like sexual. Uh, it's just, it comes across as so much more, like so much more depth than that. And again, like she writes a lot of her own stuff and she just really shows off her talent on this. And, and it's, it's witty and tongue in cheek as well. Like there are lines on this song where it's like, and I know you see me coming cause I'm thick and like, you know, cause she's a bigger lady out there and she's really breaking that mold too of like, you can be sexy and be a larger woman in music and stuff, but like to like, just throw it out there in your face like that. I know you see me coming cause I'm thick and it just, it's so catchy. And it's just banger after banger. And it hits on different elements. And uh, there's just so many good songs on it. And yeah, I mean, I, I wonder if some people write it off because of the whole TikTok thing. I don't know. I think a lot of people really like it. I don't think it's got a lot of filler. I think it's just got a lot of bangers. And Lizzo is just a talent, man. She is a talent. And yeah, special. I mean, it to me that it is that album because it's not again, it's not something as commonly in my wheelhouse, but I just I love it. I've talked about it a ton on uh, this year. And that's wild that you know, something not in your wheelhouse just struck you so strongly this year, too. So um top two. For me, the, these, like I said, I don't rank them, but these were both my favorite records from this year. I was trying, I thought that one jumped ahead of the other for my original ranking, you know, not rankings, but like how I was going to go about the process of them. Then I re-listened tonight and I'm like, you know what? I can't choose here. So I'm just going to, I'm going to go, um, it, it really could go either way. Um, so the first one I'm going to talk about is uh, Always. Blue Rev, band I just really, really like a lot. I discovered Antisocialites and just really fell in love with that record. Uh, I think it came up on a playlist after listening to The National, so that kind of kind of makes sense. Um, they are like power pop-ish, uh, a little bit of like uh, shoegazy in a way. Just excellent songwriting. Um, lyrically, great and every release from them has been special in my opinion um and i feel like that they've grown uh as songwriters as musicians with each release as well like this is even though i love antisocialites um i I do like the debut but i really love antisocialites a lot this one is just superior and it just has better songwriting the songs themselves are better but it's still they're both like good releases it just you know there was growth here and you could tell and um, when you listen to my favorite songs, we do the two heater episodes. Um, oddly enough, this 
no song made it from this record. And it's not that I didn't love any song from this record. I, I just love, there's so many different songs I love for different reasons or songs that hit me. Kind of like how I was saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this would even be more passionate than, oh yeah, I like the song from the yeah, yeah. Where is this like, I love this song, but then I really like this song. And now this song's hitting me. And then like two weeks later, this other song hit me. That's how this record affected me. And it just, it is cohesive in sound and cohesive as a project itself. Um, I think that it just shows excellent growth from a band that is just wonderful. Um, Molly Rankin's lyrics are make, make me have a massive crush on her <laughs> just because she's such a talented songwriter. And it just, I love her lyrics. I like what she does with the songs themselves and what she brings vocally to the tracks. I just think this record is amazing. And I think at the end of the day, how I was saying there's not, there weren't like any great records um, released. I do have to retract that statement because I think these two records were both great. And if I, when I do a decade list, cause I'm not saying if, when I do a decade list of say the, the years, um, at that time, I guess it'll be 2020 to uh, uh, 2029. Uh, wow. <laughs> Sheesh. Um, but when I when I amass that list and, and kind of get the albums that, you know, what, what ones stuck out? And like, I don't know how either one of these would rank on that, if I'm being honest. Like, it's not like, oh, man, this will be a top 10 or anything like that. I'm not saying that it will or it won't. Um, but I think both of those will make the list because these are both have just been such uh, great releases. But um, Always Blue Rev, just a fantastic record, uh, a record that I would just tell other people to go to go listen to it, go go check it out, go listen to it, read the lyrics, please, because it breathes a whole nother um, life into the songs, because you can hear the songs, but when you read along to it, you, you feel a lot of just uh, relatability, uh, some things you can you can definitely tell it it feels like a breakup record to a degree to a very very small degree um or some things about like maybe um finding who you are again once you're out of a relationship and that would be like i think the best way to put it is because sometimes you know when you're in a relationship you're and you have that all of a sudden end you almost have to go through a process of finding yourself again because you're so used to either texting that other person calling that other person spending time with that other person and you and not like that they're your total life or your total world or anything but you have a lot more free time on your hands after the relationship ends than you did than you realize even at the time and i feel like that that record this kind of um uh showcases that at least in some of the songs and kind of at different points in the album. I feel it's about like a record discovering yourself, especially um, after a failed relationship. So very, very good record. All righty. That is not something I've listened to really. So, but it's probably something I should. I watched Vengeance. You should listen to this record. <laughs> Vengeance is a it was great a good movie. movie. Yeah, it was. It, I I won't say great, but I really enjoyed. I it. I think like, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it more. Than I, you I did. didn't. Yeah, I didn't love it, but I I definitely had no regrets watching it. I wouldn't be opposed to ever watching it again. So on my movie scale, I'd probably give it an eight, which is actually really really good. Like that's that's a pretty solid. Like I didn't love it, but 
I would watch it again and wouldn't have an issue watching it again, which is a very for me to rewatch a movie like and say that like that's that's a really high praise for me because uh, a lot of times like I see it once and I'm pretty good or I didn't hate watching it so that's like a seven for me it's like I didn't hate watching it but I don't really need to see it again which would be kind of like a, a middle of the road kind even though I give that a seven kind of like middle of the road me saying I would actually watch that movie again is pretty good yeah I'll I'll give it a listen. I'll give it a listen before I give some other stuff that you talk about a listen, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely before Drake or um, Death Cab, since you're just not a fan of Death Cab at all. But we each have one record left. This is the list for us. All right. I have talked about this record a lot. This record completely caught me by surprise. This is an artist that was not on my radar. This is an artist that was not on many people's radar, period, I don't think. Definitely some people, uh, but not not many, I would say. Uh, and it's also an, another artist that while it's like, it's singer-songwriter, it's got some pop elements. Overall, it's just really different. It's like Southern Gothic. It's really different dark and i love that stuff i gotta be honest i love that stuff while at the same time this kind of like modern folk but anyways it is ethel kane the album is preacher's daughter i found out about it because my buddy caleb asked me had i ever heard of ethel kane and i said no and he said that one of the priests at the Episcopal church he works at really likes Ethel Kane. So I was like, I'll give it a listen. And immediately I was obsessed with the sound. Obsessed. And I am not alone because as this year has gone on, Ethel Kane has been on so many lists. I think has Grammy noms. I can't remember for sure though. I don't think there's a Grammy nom. Maybe not. I'll put it that way. Okay, maybe not. But is so many lists for like albums of the year and stuff from different uh, like different outlets. And it's, it's just so good and it's so dark and it's so different and it's like creepy at times. And, but like, I'm going to have to be kind of long winded because it was an artist that was so unique and dark and kind of weird. And I mean, Gothic is a great term for it. That was like, Oh my goodness. Who is this? So I, I dive in. And one of the first things I see is that Ethel Kane was like the first um, Spotify artist to be featured as like the face of uh, their like trans, like highlighting transgender artists. Uh, so I believe I'm correct. Use of the pronoun uh, she, her, because uh, Ethel Kane's identity is transgender woman. Uh, came out as that at 20, but came out at, before that, came out as gay uh, much younger. Um, says that came out as, as gay when uh, at age of 12. To top it all off, I dive in far, further and I see that it says she's from Tallahassee, Florida. And I'm like, wait, you what? You have to lose his no, mind, actually, So like, no, no, it gets better. Actually, she grew up in this Shady Grove area of Perry, 
Taylor County, Florida, Perry, Florida. I drove through Shady Grove many days of my life going to Perry. My mom taught at Perry Primary School. I really wonder if she taught Ethel Kane, whose actual like birth name is Hayden Silas Anhedonia. I probably mispronounced that, but that's what it looks like, Anhedonia. Uh, so I wonder if my mom taught her because it's it's possible. Uh, and so I know Taylor County really well. Like in one of, in at least one of her music videos, she filmed it at her old high school. And from looking at the images and all, I'm pretty positive she's wearing a Taylor County High School cheerleading uniform. That's what it looks like. I mean, I played against that school in sports, so like it's just crazy, man. That like, and like Shady Grove is like a blinking light, very like tiny rural area but i know what that is i know where shady grove is (laughs) um so it was just crazy that like i became so obsessed with this artist and this album because it's so good and then to find all that out about ethel kane it just like blew my mind today ethel kane posted on her instagram that she was in palatka which is like 30 minutes down the road from where I live in St. Augustine. <laughs> it's just nuts. I want to, I want this on vinyl so bad. And I think it will because it has created such a buzz in the underground and all that. I think it'll happen because she's really starting to take people by storm. But uh, the, again, it's preacher's daughter. There's a lot of, there's some pop like current, like modern singer songwriter pop elements to it for sure. It's definitely kind of storytelling. Like I said, it's really dark and it's really brutal. Um, and then it's this like Southern Gothic. She talks about religion a ton. She comes like her dad was a Baptist pastor. She grew up in that in the in the church, even though she doesn't claim to be like a Christian or any religion now. She says it's still a huge part of her life. So like she has crosses tattoo she has a lot of tattoos but she has like crosses and like religious imagery tattooed on her and she talks about that in the songs um like some of it's even like really heavy uh there's one song that is super long and again i know i'm being long-winded i just i love this album so much um and the whole like story that i found out but there's one track it is uh over six minutes long and it's called uh, Tulamia, if I'm pronouncing it right, it's spelled P-T-O-L-E-M-A-E-A, and it gets so heavy, and it's so dark, there's like, it comes to a part where she's just like screaming over and over, stop, stop, make it stop, make it stop, make it stop, and it's just like, and then it's just like very ethereal, creepy voice that you can barely hear, um, speaking in it and it's just like oh my gosh um and then there's other tracks that are a lot more accessible there like singles like american teenager i think that's the one where she actually wears the taylor county high school um uniform in the music video but that one's that one's also really good that's one of my uh favorite songs of the year a sun bleached flies I mean, just that title is creepy. Sun bleached flies. You want to talk about like gothic and it's talking about like, and parts of it is talking about like 
being in the church. And there's this one line that I have seen so many people use uh, um, Vagabonds, an artist that I've mentioned before on here, singles over the year that I really, really liked. He actually, he kind of rearranged it for him. It's a little bit shorter, but he covered, um, like he covered some of her, some of her stuff just recently off of this album, because this is like his album of the year as well. And it's just so good. But like, there's a line, God loves you, but not enough to save you. Oh man. It's like listening to the choir. So heartfelt, all singing, God loves you, but not enough to save you. And it's just like, like some of it is so accessible, just like kind of this folky modern pop singer songwriter. And then some of it is so dark stuff like that. I just, it's different while also fitting in just perfectly with the landscape of like singer songwriters today that we talk about liking uh, that I'm just, I'm obsessed. I am obsessed like to be able to be this dark this gothic while also for the most part being this accessible and still fit with like a with a sound that almost anyone can like catch on to I just love I just love it so much I'm uh, not shocked that like I, at first I didn't know where you're going to go with it, which I I can't believe I forgot. Uh, but then when you mentioned uh, uh, something, uh, I was like, oh, I know where he's going with this. I know which artist he's picking as his favorite. Um, for me, it could have went. I mean, and again, like this this is this is one A one B. This is one A one A. Whatever you want to say, these are my favorite two records. The other one you mentioned it already. Beach House, Once, Twice Melody. Um, I just love this record. It, it is a record that you told me about, and it was one of those records kind of um, like Comeback Kid, where each time I listened to it, I was like, holy cow, this is just like phenomenal. And like, I would listen to it and it hit me. And finally, after a time, I was like, yeah, this is just a fantastic record. And it's big, it's vibrant, it's glossy, it's shimmering, it's really just perfect um i mean it is a bit i would say the thing is like my only like gripe and it's a very it's not even a gripe that really is it's slightly too long if it was maybe it's long maybe another 20 minutes or so cut off it would be all right but like it's still fine it's still fine it is just a long record but it's great it's very it creates an environment like i tell you what the, the it just incredible like the songwriting um again this is another one that just had a ton of songs i liked from it um and we talked recently about um well i, I talked we talked about on like the the um the uh sorry i'm getting it's get, getting late and i'm getting tired but uh, we talked about on the heater episode that we're coming up um of some of the songs on here um and this is one that I would have a hard time picking between two, but uh, like one uh, full disclosure here, there I, when I got this on vinyl, I was definitely getting deluxe edition. Like there's no if ands or buts about it. I had so it good. deluxe, and it's it's done very well. It's it's in like a vinyl box. It has uh, the artwork. It has posters, uh, like the lyric, like a lyric book, like a big 12 by 12 lyric book you know it might be a little off in the dimensions but it's a, it's like a normal size but like for vinyl lyric book 
and to really just well i did shrooms and <laughs> so it was a record on vinyl and it was just an incredible experience and i had listened to superstar before but kind of like a situation i was going through uh, in my own like personal life where i was like talking with this girl not not really and it's, it's someone that was like in my past but you know kind of talking about it and then just hearing superstar and and, and that kind of had went by the wayside like it's funny like that week or like the weekend prior and so this is like a weekend later i just am just relaxing listen to this record after just a busy time in my life with just a bunch of stuff going on uh not like personally or bad necessarily but just being very busy for like a good solid month month and a half and hearing superstar and just reading the lyrics and like really hearing the lyrics it was like a ton of bricks man it was just such a great experience to be in that moment listen to that song and just the whole album in general and it just this record just sonically creates an element and an atmosphere for an hour and a half for you uh and it it it, it very much takes you like there are songs like new romance where i i it I don't want to get too much because I really go into it in the, in the, um, the episode coming up, but I really get into that. And I just, what I want to mention here is it's really cool because that song kind of creates, uh, as you're, you're seeing about like the breakup and, and whatnot, as far as like the, the story playing throughout the songs and you get the new romance, which is, I think the second act of this record, there's four acts and it just is very fitting of the title because it comes like in shimmering and glossy and builds and builds kind of like when you first get in like a new relationship and like all these like different, um, you know, synapses are firing and whatnot. Uh, and it's just like a, a new feeling and everything. And so you kind of like have that with, with, with no romance as far as like, it just kind of builds up and gets really glossy and shimmering and bright and, very fresh and very new and it just it just builds that atmosphere of the song and that's what i think they did such a good job on this record um building and creating a powerful and moving atmosphere i feel like that's what they did with this record it's my favorite beach house record and i've, I've enjoyed their work over the years there's been records i've really enjoyed or songs i've really loved but this one just i feel like although it's not perfect um by any means like i said it it it's it is a little long but i feel like what they did they did so well in some areas here that it that outshines it no no pun for how big and glossy and shiny this record is it 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 just outshines um any negatives about it in my opinion i just love this record so much and um to <laughs> the high experience this record was incredible it was just awesome it was such a cool experience and uh that's also like another attachment to this record but uh yeah these are my favorite two records uh and i can i can end on for me personally i can end on this is like because these are my favorite two records and i didn't know which one to put first i had beach house first then i moved always up because i know that i'm going to re-listen to always so much because i really really like that record and then when i was listening to this tonight i was like i felt like always uh, is going to be the record that I go back to of all these records and really, really like play a lot. And I feel like this Beach House record, I'm going to go back and it's going to hit me emotionally more than always. Even though I like the Always record and there might be moments where you know, a song 
emotionally might impact me. But I know when I go to Beach House and I listen to certain songs on here, it's going to build that up and hit me in a heavier way than always would. And so that's why they're, they're, they're just both great records. Love them both. Highly recommend both of these records. Yeah, for sure. Like, I love that album too. I think it's cool that while you and I listen to a lot of the same stuff, we also obviously listen to a lot of different stuff. So where you have several albums that we all think were really, that we both think were really good this year. There, they fall where like they may be your favorites, whereas some of them were in my honorables, yeah, or vice versa. Uh, but at the same time, this is one that we both just love. Uh, but also, it's the fact like Always and Beach House are a very different sound, yeah. And the same I would as- say, yeah, I mean, both both like have similar elements, like there's like a tiny bit of shoegaze-ish kind of sound they both and it's weird because they both if you were gonna say genre like they both have that kind of dream pop kind of sound that shoegazy kind of sound but really they sound like opposite ends of the spectrum as far as like if you're gonna say that genre they don't sound similar if if you incorporate yeah for sure and i was just thinking about like for me you get to like possibly my top two definitely my top one and i mean i said them the last two i did like lisso and ethel kane are very very different but they are both because like i said she can she uh considers herself identifies as a transgender woman so you have that female aspect and then you have the female aspect of lisso uh, while sound wise being very different I I think that's kind of cool how yours you have some different sounding as your top two and the way I did my list uh, mine are different very different sounding top two as well Um, but just great albums you know like I do think for me I do think for or for you and I this year as a whole I think I had more music I liked than you did that I in high regard, but I think we both can say, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is a year that there were some really good, but overall they were just like, yeah, these are my favorites of what came out, but if I want to say like stellar, just for certain, I'm going to go back to several times. For me, it's the um, probably the Lizzo, definitely the Ethel Kane, definitely the uh the beach house like the heavier stuff i'm gonna love and i can always go back to that and some of the others you know like i can always go back to the frank turner but right now i think those three definitely ethel kane and beach house will be the ones that i most likely i expect to stand the test of time yeah that's I see that's that's kind of how I was always in Beach House because like I know when I do a 10 year list kind of like I did in uh 20 I think it was 2020 it might have been 2019 I can't remember but whatever year I did the 10 year list um like I, I went back at previous lists and like I know when I do that I I feel like they're, they're both going to be on it like I usually I don't have a number for it but I think the last time was like 30 some because it's really tough like I can never pick 10 from 10 years that would be insane but 
especially because there's you know so many great records but like when i go to like say 30 to 40 in that range like i definitely think it's gonna make those both of them will make the list and there are things i'm gonna go back and listen to a lot like i would say anything on my favorites and above list i'm definitely gonna go back and revisit frequently and some of the honor and and stuff like i'm gonna listen to that death cab record and i'm gonna enjoy that when i listen to it but was you know it wasn't great by any means but it's a record i really like and um one thing I noticed is I was because I actually ha- I wrote up my list for Instagram and everything. And I'm looking at it tonight as we're going over it, and I'm like, "Holy cow! Like, women crushed my list this year." <laughs> like, if we're yeah. looking at the top four, I, I, like I said, not ranked, but like if we're looking at just like the the favorites and above, like really the only like, what I would say like male-driven artists would be uh, like Fontaines. Everyone else is like the women just like just put out stellar music. And I know in one of our episodes we were talking about like how. Uh, like the women are just like crushing it right now like with their songwriting and the structure and everything like it's very very good like i'm looking at my list like holy cow like they're just dominating like solid releases like all these are very very good so yeah and i would agree with that too for sure and even just the last few years with like julian julian baker and um even though yeah even though the newest album didn't do it as much for me uh be a Bia Badubi is just killing it. I'm I love Billie Eilish and and you know like you know we mentioned Soccer Mommy and Japanese Breakfast. You got um and then you know like uh, Snail Mail, who we both saw this oh, year. Um, yes, great release last year. So yeah, I mean it's just definitely crushing it for sure. Uh, but. Yeah, I, uh, we should probably wrap up. Let's remind everyone that yeah, we do also have uh, the songs of 2022. You're going to hear some of these artists and album names again as we go through songs of them. We've already recorded one episode of that. We will record another. Those are only on Spotify because we also put the songs in so you can listen to the songs as we talk about them. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, there's a playlist which I will um, when I do when I post that episode, which will probably be on the Monday after Christmas or the Tuesday after Christmas. It'll have a link to the playlist, so you can follow the playlist itself. But again, the episode itself uh, only available on Spotify because you know we'll have our talking part about the song, why one of us picked it, and then we'll actually have the song, so you can go in and listen to it, and you can maybe like when i talk about like certain songs being glossy or shimmering or shiny and then you hear it maybe you can hear those aspects or you you mentioned something about the songwriting or like the way a guitar sounds or something and the listener then can go in and hear that and so you can go like oh okay i never i wouldn't you know if i would just listen to it so and if you like what we have uh you can actually just go to the playlist itself and you can just put that on as well but yeah i, I would say it's one of our fa- one of our favorite things to do when we do the heater ones because they're just so different and we, I feel like we always bring a lot of energy into those episodes because we're always really excited to talk about whatever songs we're bringing to the table. And we have a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I, keep, sure. I think we added, we were going to do 14. I think it went up to 15. So, And I feel like that I still look at this list and editing it until we record that second episode. So, Yeah, for sure. I'm with you there too. Uh, so yeah, but that has been our albums of the year. Again, we gave you our tops, but yeah. we also mentioned honorable mentions and others that we just enjoyed. So I would recommend if you're not familiar with any of these artists, there's a we, there's a reason or multiple reasons why both of us really like them. 
So if you're not familiar with them, check them out. Um, see what you think. You may like it. You. May... Yeah. Yeah. What What I like to do is um, like when I look at end of your list and maybe a release I missed, I'm like, oh, I don't know this band. Like I always go give it like a couple songs. Like there is one thing today I saw on Discogs where it was like, if you like Wet Leg, these other bands you may enjoy as well. And it wasn't like an if you like type situation, but it was like, uh, I, I sent you a link to the picture. I'm not going to try to quote it because I'm, t- I'm too tired and, and I do want to end soon. But uh, I did go, now obviously Fontaine's was on it and there's a few others that I knew, but I went, I was like, oh, I, I've seen this on list, but I've not listened to it. Let me give it a listen. A couple of the things weren't for me. A couple of things I didn't mind. Um, so I think that we bring so much music to the table and, and some such a wide variety of genres and stuff. Like, check it out. If you like it, cool. If you don't, that's cool too. Uh, if anything else, maybe you get introduced to a new band you like, and then you can dive into back songs or, or like artists, and who knows? Maybe you're listening to a new genre, maybe you're listening to a new band, or you have a new favorite band. So hey, that's how that's how you find it. Yeah, for sure. So again, this has been uh, our albums of the year. This has been our top plays of 2022. Yeah. Looking uh, forward to next year to see what we have because you never know what, what the year is going to hold. We've, we gave you some predictions. So uh, until next time, have a great holiday season. Have a joyous, wonderful end to 2022. Uh, top plays in 2023. We're going to bring it <laughs> again. All right. Uh, latest.